0: Welcome to the Film Coterie. I'm Roger. I'm Adam. And this is episode number 76, our Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. It's going to be both a review and a full spoiler of Endgame. Yeah, Uh, we debated what to do with this because the trailer
1: was so wise and to not show you a lot of the things that happened during the movie, we don't want to ruin it to you either. We just didn't feel like we could really review this film the way we wanted to without delving into the
0: spoilers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, before we get into our review and before we jump into the podcast, now this whole podcast is going to be Avengers Endgame. And so if you've not seen the movie and you don't want I mean, even in our review, it's going to be hard not to get into slight spoiler territory, but uh, we are at some point we'll give you full disclosure, full warning. We're going to completely spoil the film and share our thoughts about it. So, um I thought, Adam, before we jumped into that, we would talk a little bit a little bit about the last week. So kind of review, we've had the chance to see it. I've had the chance to see it twice, right. Yeah, we both have seen it twice. And each of those experiences were unique and different. We went on Tuesday, we did a road trip to Cincinnati and took our kids took my kids with us and um, got to do like a press screening, right, right. And so this was this was in their deluxe IMAX super sound super best seats I've ever 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 sat in in a movie theater. We can't disclose where. We can't disclose where, but it was an incredible uh, exp- the best the best possible experience you could have to see this film. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. I don't know if it's because a lot of people brought guests, but there was a lot of reaction and clapping and cheering. It was it- not
1: your typical Press screening. Press screenings are usually, at least in Columbus, sparsely intended. Pretty much dead silent all the way through. No no real reactions to the film. Uh, but there were some cheers and, and tears, and I think this movie brought it out of them. I think every critic there used their plus one because yeah. the theater looked full.
0: Yeah, and so that made it a unique experience. And so um, I knew right away um, just, just that this was going to be a massive hit. I mean, you know, the Russo brothers um, who are from our neck of the woods here in Cleveland, Ohio, um, they just know how to craft and put a story together. Um, and, well, and above
1: that, they love comic books. Yes. And they're able to translate, you know, what they saw as a younger reader onto the screen. They're creating imagery that you never thought possible. And they're, they're bringing that same joy that they had reading these stories to life in the on the big
0: screen. So I took my two my two teenagers went with us down there, and uh, they loved it. They went nuts. They talked about it all the way home, um, and they they were they had the 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 best uh, school cred you could ever get. They got to see it two days before all their friends, and so that was pretty cool. But then I have to talk about Thursday night. We went to a 6 p.m. premiere showing downtown Columbus. We can sold out for weeks. Yep, at the Gateway Film Center which is right over by OSU, Ohio State campus, and it was electric. The atmosphere was electric. So just kind of set the stage for them, Adam, about Thursday night's showing.
1: So it was the first showing. Gateway does a good job of handling the crowd. We got into the theater way early, and it didn't even feel like a long wait. I mean, I got in there almost two hours early, and it was just a buzz. Everyone was really excited about what to see. Everyone was cool, and every seat was sold, even down in the front row. And it was fun seeing it with the fans because if you thought the critics and their plus ones reacted, this place went nuts during the bigger moments in the theaters. It was like a live sporting event.
0: Yes. And um, uh, I have to say that I had sitting right beside me to my right, this young student from Ohio State. He was just a, just a he was just a precious soul. Let me just say this <laughs> let me just say it from right, right from the beginning. And I can promise you this was the highlight of his year. Decade. The, his decade, this guy had the full roller coaster emotions of bawling and crying to literally at one point leaping out of his seat, cheering at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and there were several in the crowd that joined in with him during this. Yes, during I saw this a few film. people jump to their feet. Oh, yeah. You know, so I don't think, unless I go back to maybe a Star Wars movie, maybe Phantom Menace, maybe The Force Awakens, maybe after this long hiatus. I don't think I really have ever been in a theater that had that much electricity in it during the film. And what's cool is that you and I had already seen it. So we can anticipate the beats. We know when the big moments are coming. And so I enjoyed watching the crowd as much as I did watching the uh, movie a second time. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, both showings were a lot of fun and, I mean, we haven't gotten to our review yet, but it's not too late. If you miss the opening weekend, this thing made tons of money, by the way. It made $350 million in the U.S., which is unheard of, $1.2 billion worldwide, and it's still going to be packing in audiences for the next three or four weeks. Get to it with a crowd. It's not going to be the same seeing at home. I mean, you really need to see this with a crowd to get the full impact, in my mind.
0: Yeah, and the good news is, is a lot of our local theaters, they do $5 Tuesdays. Yeah. So even if you look online and you see there's only two or three seats left, take those seats. Trust me, you'll want to see it with a full house, and uh, we'll be, you will be rewarded for that experience. So, Well, Adam, I think we should jump right into our review of Avengers Endgame. This is the film coterie. We'll be right back. Let's just listen in. Let's get ourselves stoked up. Let's get ourselves fired up. Let's listen in to a little bit of Avengers Endgame.
1: did exactly what he said he was going to do. He wiped out 50% of all living creatures.
0: We lost. All of us. We lost friends. We lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. This is the fight of our lives. This is going to work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. All right, and we're back, and it's time to review Avengers Endgame. This is the fourth Avengers film, right? The 22nd overall of the MCU. So it all began with uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man 1, and the building of that suit, the descent into that cave, And 22 films and 10, 11 years later, here we are, the battle, the climactic battle with Thanos. The uh, results of Infinity War have to be explored. And um, this film really hits on just about every note. I don't know if there's really a—there's no big misses anywhere in this film that I can find. No, I'm— It's one of those
1: things when I walked out, I immediately knew like I'd give it, you know, obviously a four out of five, maybe even a little higher. But I didn't think in my mind it was immediately as good as The Dark Knight, which I I hold is the best modern superhero movie. And I still don't think it's as good as The Dark Knight, but it delivers. It does things you never expected. And there's there's almost nothing to take away from this film. Masterfully executed, beautiful things on scene, a lot of fun, a lot of good humor it just—I don't know what it is. It just doesn't quite
0: hit the Dark Note level, but that may be untouchable for now. Um, and Dark I, I yeah, you know, and for me personally, I would agree. Dark Knight was my bar for superhero films. Um, I think I think in scale, I think this surpasses that. Sure. I think in impact and story, I would still give the Dark Knight just a slight edge, but when it comes to spectacle, when it comes to epicness, when it comes to crowd-pleasing, this is the the, the bar. You yeah. know, this is the standard from yeah, now no, on. I, and it had the unfair
1: obligation of juggling 40-some characters, too. Dark Knight didn't have that.
0: But that really speaks to the Russo brothers and their ability to yes. handle that craft. Every character is not a lead character, but you know going in you have some primary characters. You have Captain America. You have Iron Man. You have some of these characters that are going to kind of pull the story along, but everybody's going to have their moment or they're going to get a moment to to if you're a fan of Hawkeye, he's going to have his moment. You know, Uh, if you're if you're a fan of Thor, he's going to have his moment, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the depth they understand of these characters is very obvious. They give every character an iconic moment on the scene. They know how they work. They know how they interact. It's that love of the comic book universe that they're sharing with us. They built it into the fabric of the movie, and it's just all there. You know it's authentic.
0: Yep, absolutely. And so um, a lot of humor. There's points where I literally teared up a couple times during this film. And so um, it's going to give you the whole package. And it's a three-hour-plus runtime that does not at all
1: feel long to me. Well, here's what I've said to people, too, because you very commonly hear, when am I going to go to the bathroom? I can't believe it's three hours. It's 20 minutes longer than Infinity War. And no one at the time, maybe they were, but no one at the time was really complaining about the length of the Infinity War movie. And trust me, you're going to want these extra 20 minutes.
0: Absolutely. The payoff—the payoff's
1: definitely worth it. It does end slowly. Some people are comparing it to Return of the King, where it just felt like there's ending after ending after ending. And There is some of that. After the final battle, there are some more scenes, but I feel like it's giving some important closure and maybe setting up future movies.
0: <coughs> no, I, I would agree as well. And... uh Um, there's, you know, some things really happened during this film, um, that we'll get into when we start talking about spoilers, but with like the character Thor, um, the the dude really is, has his comedic timing is just amazing. And I thought he was funny in Ragnarok. Um, it goes to a whole nother level in this movie. And we'll get into that during the spoiler cast part yeah, of this interview. Yeah, you know, but yeah. and th- that doesn't spoil anything. That's just my opinion of his portrayal in this, in this film. Um, but s- all the beats seem to hit right. Um, I mean, come on, people, just time it. Go to the bathroom right before the movie starts, you well, know. <laughs> I, I don't know if you knew this.
1: The Russo brothers came to us from community and arrested development. Their background was in television comedies. So they have a knack for that comedic timing, I think
0: yeah, and it definitely shows. but there's also it's gonna pull on your heartstrings as well too. There's some really, really important moments in the film. Um, and and it's like this film rewards you like Infinity War built a climax. this this film rewards you for investing the time to watch these other movies that came before it. Well, and something else we should talk about in the spoiler free portion this definitely
1: feels like a standalone movie because when they yes. they were re- revealing the titles, they said they this wasn't going to be Infinity War Part 1 and 2. These were separate movies, and they are. If you look back to like some of the Hobbit movies or even to Harry Potter when they split the last movie into two, Deathly Hollows Part 1 and 2, neither one of those is a full, complete movie. I don't think that's the case with Infinity War and Endgame. I do feel like these are separate films and not just halves of movies.
0: No, Yeah, I would agree as well. And so... Um, so I, big thumbs up for me. Um, it, it actually was my first five-star movie of the year. Um, I I don't care what other critics say. I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. It's going to probably be on my short list come the end of the year for Best Picture. I'm just going to be honest with you. I just absolutely loved Endgame. Um, it felt like a, a perfect, they nailed the landing on this whole run of films, And now I'm excited to see the page be turned. Um, We're going to get into Spider-Man and some other things, you know. Uh, We know that there's a uh, Guardians 3 down the road, and we have some films coming down the road. But this felt like we turned the page, and it's time to to move on to other stories, you know. So any final thoughts before we jump right into our spoilers? No,
1: um, I'll just say that it's a definite recommend for me. The most fun by far I've had in the theater in quite some time, maybe a couple of years. And it's among the best films I've seen so far this year.
0: Okay. I think we'll go ahead and take a real quick break. That way you know when the music stops and we come back, we're going to get into full spoilers. It's going to be, if you have not seen Endgame, stop this podcast right here, go see it, and then come back and join the conversation with
1: us. This is your last chance. You can't use the time stone to get out of this if you accidentally hear something spoiled for yourself.
0: (laughs) All right, you are listening to the Film Coterie podcast. We'll be right back after the music.
1: we are back as we've warned you this is the spoiler cast portion we're gonna spoil the whole damn movie you have no, no stone unturned you better have watched it you can't undo this the time stone won't save you maybe if you punch yourself in the face with the infinity gauntlet the amnesia will kick in and you'll forget you heard this <laughs> but that's your only option here we go there we go alright so the movie opens pretty much right afterwards um People
0: are just sitting around. Yeah, and this is actually—I would call this a pre-title scroll, right? This—we're going to go to Hawkeye's farm, and Avengers and yes. stuff hasn't come up yet. This is literally a, This is literally right after the snapening. So the
1: three characters we have not seen in the first part were Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and Captain Marvel. Yes. This movie brings them all back into the fold. Yes. So we see Hawkeye's personal loss. He's got a family of three. I don't know, four—three children and a wife. Yeah. And we, we do meet a new child here, and it is named Nate, after Natasha, as he yes. promised from Alt, uh, in, which one is with Ultron? Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. So that has come true. He named a child after Black Widow, and the snap takes everybody. Hawkeye's left alone on his farm. And that doesn't settle well with Hawkeye. Both times, with the critics and with the fans, the audience knew what was going to happen. There was a gasp. Did you hear that both times? Like people, are like, "Oh no!" There's this dread coming that Hawkeye was going to lose some or all of his family.
0: Yeah. Well, there was an audible gasp in the uh, at the gateway when he turned and you saw the black flakes of his of his daughter gone. You heard the. <gasps> yeah. I mean, it was audible
1: gasp in the crowd. So the fifty percent marker was not kind to Hawkeye at all.
0: It took everyone. Yeah. And he doesn't react well. He literally will find out, because um, there's going to be a time jump, and we'll get to that. And just Time's going to be played with a lot in this movie. Um, but then it, then it goes to showing Captain Marvel returning, correct? Well, Tony Stark's out in space. Yes.
1: He's with Nebula. They were the last two survivors from the battle with Thanos on his home world. And they're in a dead ship. They tried to fix it. It didn't work. Yeah. Things we- are bad. I mean, there's no fuel. The cells are broken, and they're going to run out of oxygen the next morning.
0: Yeah, and this is a little bit of what we saw in the trailer. Yes. Glimpses of the ship. and Tony Stark has recorded a goodbye to Pepper. Yeah, and I was amazed at how emaciated they made him look. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's 20-some days later, but he's at death's door. Yep, and then a glow comes, and it's Captain Marvel. She's found
1: their ship, and she brings it back to Earth and reunites him with the rest of the Avengers who have not seen him since he left New York, in the, at the beginning of Infinity War, yeah,
0: absolutely. And so, and so she arrives, and they're all pissed off. Um, they're what do we do now? And she's like, Oh, I'm leaving. I, I like this. Captain Marvel just takes it, she's traveled the galaxy, and she's now like, Well, I'm out of here. And they're like, well, where are you going? She's like, Well, I'm going to kill Thanos. Yeah. It's like, you know, another day at the office to her. Either she doesn't realize the magnitude of this, or She's just resolved, you know. Listen, you, you you guys can stand around and talk about it, but I'm going to go do something. And 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 they and they discover via the, um one his child, well, Nebula, Nebula through yep. Nebula that actually there's I know where he's at. I know where he always talked about going. And then there's been another spark, another a marker, an explosion similar to the one when he snapped. Um, that just had just happened.
1: Yep, a second snapping. But we don't know what he's done. So very quickly they decide they're gonna go with Captain Marvel. Let's all get him. If we got a chance to fix this, we're gonna take the gauntlet from him this time, even if we're shorthanded. And we're gonna undo it. That's our only shot here. So very quickly, I mean, this is not even ten minutes into the movie. They're all on to rocket ship. Yep, making the jump to his retirement home. It's just called the Garden. And then we see Thanos. He's down there alone. No army, no
0: defenses. Nothing. He's just a farmer. And, and, you know, what amazes me is right from the very beginning, they bust in, and it's it's on. I mean, they they literally want that gauntlet. They want it back. Um, and they, they make a horrible discovery. <laughs> Thanos
1: is different. He's scarred down his right side. The gauntlet looks melted to his arm. He's got a limp. He's not a, He's not the Thanos that we last saw. No. And they take him out in such a way. Captain Marvel hits him first, roughs him up, gets him in a headlock. They're keeping him from snapping. And then they look. There's no stones in the gauntlet. Yeah. What Thanos had done, realizing he accomplished his mission, was used it again and destroyed all the stones.
0: Yeah. And so the reaction is not good. When When they discover that all the stones have been destroyed, there's no way to snap, and fix everything Thor just has had enough of it Well, and this is important to
1: do because this this is going to matter for the rest of the movie the gauntlet was kind of destroyed from the first snap Thanos didn't suffer any ill effects so we can now assume that the gauntlet's purpose was to protect the user from a snap but its magic was used up it was cracked so Thanos' second snap almost killed him and he, he says that yeah. And you see the damage to his left side of yeah. his body. If
0: he wouldn't have been a Titan and, you know, all that he was to begin with, he'd have just been killed instantly by the second snap. And then we have our
1: Snoke moment. <laughs> Not even 10, 15 minutes in the theater. Thor just can't handle it. Yeah, Clean
0: off with Stormbreaker. Yeah. Even says, I went for the head. Yep, And 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 this is going to be important because Thor is going to have a very interesting arc in this film, you yep. know, Um, Thor is a protector of worlds Thor is an Asgardian Thor has lost everything his his people were killed and half of his ship was destroyed and he was left to die I mean this has been he failed you know and so he just has enough and wham off goes Thanos' head and you see the head roll and yeah, you heard another mini gasp in our theater <laughs> yes. again, you know. <laughs> and then the black screen, right? Yes. 5
1: years later pops up real slow.
0: Yeah, and so here we are. 5 years. we we jump to 5 years in the future and and we really they 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 don't get ahead of themselves. They spend the time showing you what the world looks like with with half the population gone 5 years later. Trash is piling up. You
1: realize a lot of jobs are unfulfilled. Captain America is running a counseling session at his local VFW, talking to other probably vets. Yep. They're all sharing their loss. Captain sharing his own loss about when you lose people, you have to move on. It's what we have to do to survive. And we get to Black
0: Widow, who's now, they don't say it, but I feel like she's the new director. She has become, that's what I thought. she had become the director, and she's really kind of down. She's, she's the only
1: one still running the show. Yeah. She's very much involved with what you're doing. She's having a teleconference with Wakandans, with, uh, Rhodey, he's out in the field. Yep. And even with Nebula and Rocket and Captain Marvel. And now we see a new haircut for Captain Marvel.
0: Yes. and More uh,
1: traditional to the comic look. Exactly. And let's
0: get into Hawkeye. What's
1: happened to him in this time? He's become his comic book alter ego of Ronin, a lone warrior that hunts down criminal elements. Um, he's become sort of Batman, except he kills. He's taking his vengeance out repeatedly on the criminal elements that are still preying on the humans that are left
0: Yeah, and and we're at a point in the film where it just seems like they have all resided to the fact that this is what life will be and then we flash to San Francisco and the turning point of the whole movie begins with Ant-Man we see his stuff
1: locked up and if you've seen the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp he was in the quantum realm and Hope and Dr. Pym We're outside and we're supposed to bring him back, but they got caught up in the snapping and they left him there. Well, either the machine comes on by itself or a rat rat tricks it on somehow. Yeah. He gets kicked out back into the world and he has no idea what's happened. And he's come out into this new world where half the world's gone. He's trying to piece it all together. He's looking for his daughter and he may have a way for the heroes to go back in time thanks to the Quantum Realm.
0: Yeah, thanks to the... I was going to say that. Thanks to the Quantum Realm... He's just been gone five hours. In his mind, in his watch, it's been five hours, but it's been five years for him, which makes for a unique reunion with his daughter. Yeah, so the daughter is a very important
1: angle to Ant-Man. He's not about saving the world. He's about saving the relationship with his daughter. That's the most important thing to him. She's now a woman. Yeah. You know, And she thought he was gone. You see him searching Memorial for names. Her name's not on the list. His is. Scott Lang is listed as among the missing— advantage yeah. i mean so there's, there's just, an emotional reconnection between these two and you're happy this movie's been all bad news since the opening title yes this fir- is the first glimmer of hope the on first both sign, fronts yes, that there's a, yes there's a chance to fix things and that scott still has his daughter yes
0: and he's still ant-man he's still scott he hasn't been affected by five years of <laughs> no. this happening so he's still funny and lighthearted and full of hope full of hope and he's like listen no 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 listen we gotta fix this when you, I discovered something. When you go to the quantum realm, time is different, you know, and so he goes to the Avengers headquarters. To He's try not to figure smart enough to figure it out on no, his own. He, he knows <laughs> he needs
1: bigger brains. Literally, um, we also get introduced to the Hulk, who has changed. Yes, I don't know the exact dialogue, but he says something to the effect that he spent 18 months in a gamma tube, and has merged the two personalities, so now it's a unified Hulk that's both big and green but also very much the Bruce
0: Banner we know. Yes. Which which is an interesting dynamic. I liked the Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde nature of the Hulk character, but they made it work. Now, I don't know, it, this may be a throwback to the comics. There's probably a whole run there's where a unified Hulk There's the a comics. unified Hulk in the comics, you yeah. know. Uh, maybe that and that's an homage to that, but it's an interesting, I don't know if I fully like you lose some of the comedic beats. When he's now unified now, you know. And the- well, and here's the movies have struggled with Hulk. We The last standalone Hulk movie we
1: had was the Edward Norton one, which is technically MCU. But the movies never played on him, uh-oh, he might change kind of angle. Except for Age of Ultron when uh, Scarlet Witch triggers it. It's never really felt like a threat, right? right he could control exactly. it. He could turn into when he wants to, basically. Yeah. Except they added that extra wrinkle from the last movie with Hulk being scared to come out. Now, that never gets resolved it does it's off camera so whatever battle there was with Hulk's fear has been resolved and well, now we have this yes. unified Hulk
0: well he says in Infinity War we have some things to work out and it's evident over the 5 years that they work some stuff out and now it's unified um so let's go to Iron Man w- what's been happening with him let's talk about what's been happening with him in these last 5 years He's the most down out of all of them. I
1: mean, he feels like they really failed. If you remember back to Ultron and the earlier things, he always wanted to protect the Earth. (laughs) Ever since the Battle of New York, he knew that the real threat is going to come from the cosmos. And he really takes the failure personally. He blames Cap, he blames Thor, and he blames himself. Yeah. He's moved on. He and Pepper now have a daughter named Morgan. They're living in a cabin. He's just being a dad from all we can see. He doesn't even look like he's running his business anymore. No. The, the Iron Man, Tony Stark, we know, has retired, I think. Yeah. And they go to him. They bring up the idea that there may be some time travel possible, and he, he pushes them away.
0: Yeah. But interesting enough, they plant the seed That's in all you him. have to do with Tony Stark. You plant the seed. It's been proven by Ant-Man at the quantum level, time travel is possible. Bruce
1: Banner's done the physical side of the build. They just need the final piece to come together that can control it. So everyone right. adds a piece to it. Because you see a funny scene. Bruce Banner has perfected the technology, at least to make it work, but not work well. Because Ant-Man keeps coming back differently as a child, as an old man, as a baby, as himself. So Bruce Banner knew it enough to build the technology. But they need Ant- They need Iron Man to come in, <laughs> Tony Stark himself, to figure out how can we actually use this correctly and precisely. And he builds the
0: GPS wristbands that somehow let them travel to specific eras. Yep. So then a plan begins to formulate and they they come to the realization if we can travel back in time to where and and get all five all all of the stones before Thanos does, we can then build our own gauntlet we can snap and we can bring everybody back to this present timeline.
1: There's six stones and they're going to divide into three teams to get those stones. Now this part of the movie I really liked it's not even hinted at in the trailer. This yes. is now a celebration reflection of the previous films because they are actually going to go back in time to very specific scenes. Yes, throughout the history of the MCU. The,
0: and for those of you, I love time travel, but those of you that don't, they handle this really well. And um, they're going to go, like you said, they're going to go back to places we recognize and times we recognize. Only we're going to get to see it from the other perspective. They're going to these times so they know where the Infinity Stones are and they can
1: steal them back. As Ant-Man says, this is a time heist. That's what he can plan. That's his criminal side. And,
0: and the funny part about it is is they like to make fun of themselves. What makes the time travel element work is the fact that they're going to poke fun of themselves and say, what is this like a Back to the Future moment? And they're like, you telling me Back to the Future won't work? That yes. those movies are all fake? And you know, and so they're going to bring out all these pop uh, culture references, um, and play on those and self-deprecate themselves to be able to where you you realize they're not taking themselves very seriously either. So don't don't try to read the science behind the time travel too much. All you need to know about their theory of time travel, because it's always different in the movies, it's not the the
1: back-to-the-future time travel where what you do in the past affects the future. This takes the theory that the future, our present, is immutable. Whatever you do isn't going to affect it. It's just going to create alternate branches and new pocket universes and and, and things. So they're not going back to kill Thanos as a baby, even though it's suggested.
0: Yes. All they're trying to do
1: (laughs) is grab the Infinity Stones from the past, bring them here snap with a new gauntlet and then put them back into that timeline so that those people are protected as well. So it would bring back half the population to now, to the five years in the future. Right. And that's the plan.
0: And so here we go. It's off to the, one of those uh, parallel storylines, you know, they're going to, they're going to jump back and, um, uh, they jump back to Avengers the the very first, I think the very first one right It's the
1: Battle of New York 2012 Yeah, yeah
0: the Battle of New York 2012
1: and that's Ant-Man Iron Man and Captain America Yes And then Thor and Rocket go back to Thor the Dark World and yep. that's the one where Natalie Portman's character Jane actually has the the ether the red infinity stone inside of her And then the other four all go back to The Guardians of the Galaxy era to Morag which is where Peter Quill in the very first movie gets the Power Stone, and then the um the Death Planet. Yes. Which is where Gamora was pushed to her death so Thanos would get where the soul, the soul stone.
0: S- where the soul stone Soul Stone is. Hawkeye and um, uh, Black Widow are heading there. Right, and War Machine and Nebula are going after Peter Quill. Yeah. So you know, <clears throat> here we are. All all the movies you have you have paid to see, <laughs> you're going to get reinvested in a yes. new way. Now the interesting
1: thing—it didn't even dawn on me—that there are three Infinity Stones in New York all at the same time. I know. <laughs> and it's the Time Stone from Doctor Strange, it's right? With the Ancient One. Yep. Loki's staff is the Mind Stone.
0: And in the blue Loki. Tesseract. And then the blue a Tesseract Stone, is also right? with Loki for the battle of New York. Yeah, um, and so it's interesting. Let's talk about the battle for New York. They go back. Um, The Hulk goes over to visit what he thinks is going to be, um, well, Well, Doctor Strange. Yeah, well, Doctor Strange, but it's actually the Sorceress Supreme, the Ancient One. Yes, and so uh, they have an interesting conversation. She, he thinks he's just going to take the stone from
1: her, and this is clever because for the audiences, this is the first time the timeline has been explained. She actually draws it out. Yes. And explains to the audience what happens when you create an alternate path. So this this fills in the audience at least the time physics that's happening in this movie.
0: And so what I liked about this scene a lot is that she, the Sorcerer Supreme can see the future and the past and all this going on. And she knows that that um I can't think of his name. Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. sorry. She, sorry. Mind cloud here. She, she knows that Dr. Strange is supposed to be the best of all that they were. And when, when um, Bruce Banner says he gave it away because that was the only way it could happen, she knows at that point if he does that, it's a 50-50 coin toss. Either he went crazy and he's not the best of us, or he is the best of us and everything you're saying is true and I should give you the stone. And she agrees. And she hands over the time stone after he promises we will bring it back, you know, and we will try to we'll do our best to put it there. So he he eventually gets the time stone. Now, when we go to the 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 blue Tesseract power stone and the mind stone, it's not quite as simple as that.
1: No, there's some other uh, twists and turns turned in. Uh, Loki's funny. And he doesn't even really get any dialogue here. He just—he already has the thing over his mouth that Thor slaps on him, so he can't cast a spell. And we get a very funny interpretation of the elevator scene from Winter Soldier, which was one of the best fights in the movie. Yes. Cap has to steal Loki's staff back from these guys. The exact same guys from Winter Soldier, all the HYDRA shield agents, <laughs> including Frank Grillo's character. He gets on the elevator... You see guys go for their guns. It's lining up to be the same thing over again. This is going to be history repeating himself. But then Captain leans over and whispers two words that you're going to guess, but that change everything. He says, Hail Hydra, which is something you'd never think you're going to see Captain America say, but yeah. it convinces these, these agents that he's on their and side. And he just
0: walks away with the... Uh, with no the, punches yep. thrown. Yep. Here's the scepter. Yeah. Now the funny thing is let's just for the sake of time let's just hit some of the highlights here. The one of the funny things for me was on the way down guess who he runs into? He runs into himself. Oh yeah. And there's a great thing where where Captain America from the original timeline looks at Captain America who from the travel back in time timeline and he says Loki's up here on the 13th floor. He just automatically assumes if he sees himself, it's actually Loki. Right.
1: It's it's very natural to the plot because the way they know Loki's a shapeshifter, yes. it's very funny. And they actually call up a really good meme here. Some people online have always criticized the movies and the comics for focusing on Black Widow's rear end. The way they shoot her, the way the comics always come in on and she lands in a heroic pose, it's always on her rear end. So there's a lot of jokes about why aren't we looking at Captain America's ass? It's America's ass. And the movie's very smart to acknowledge that that the 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 fans. Well, there are two.
0: There are two really funny points that the Russo brothers nail with this. It's the Captain America's ass, which was funny, Mm -hmm. and then the part where he says, "You know, I can go all day like this," and Captain America goes, "Ah, "Yes, I know you can." (laughs) You know, so so it's almost poking fun at himself. And there's almost a
1: Martha moment here.
0: Yes, because younger Captain America
1: is more spry and probably stronger. He has him in a headlock. And Cap needs a way out of it, so he whispers, Bucky's alive. And that throws young Captain America for a loop. Yes. Gets him a chance to escape.
0: Now, the other the other stone, unfortunately, we have an issue because um, they have a perfect plan to get the uh, the Tesseract, the Power Stone. It looks like it works perfectly. Iron Man has it. He's walking away. And original Hulk, who's in the building and was made to go down the stairs is so pissed off by the time he gets down to the bottom, he busts the door open, knocks Iron Man flying, and the blue Tesseract slides over and lands, guess where?
1: Right next to Loki's feet.
0: <laughs> and Loki... Is I, very
1: quick to grab it and just vanish into a portal.
0: Yep, Loki grabs it and
1: he's gone. <laughs> so, so here's our first twist, is now Loki's on a new path. If you thought Loki was dead in Infinity War, I think he's coming back. This is a different timeline, yep. Loki... But he's escaped somewhere with the Tesseract. That's never happened before. This is a branch. Yeah, they're trying not to create these branches, but now they have Loki's vanished from the timeline. So I think and it's very funny when Hulk <clears throat> comes out. I laughed at this because oh, Hulk was mad too. about taking the stairs. Hulk hates stairs. <laughs> comes am out in the lobby now. He's just mad about the stairs, but everyone's now fleeing in terror yes. from the Hulk.
0: Yes, great moment. And so this gives us one of our first kind of our heart moments. It, it you know our heartfelt moments where. Uh, it's decided, you know, we can still go get these. We just got to go back further in time. And they end up traveling back to 1970. They have to go back here because they're
1: limited on time travel due to the remaining Pym particles that they have. Yes, That's what powers Ant-Man's suit. Allows them to go big, small, into the quantum realm. They don't have any left because Dr. Pym was vanished in the Snappening. So by going back to the 70s, it, it accomplishes a few things. Dr. Pym is there making the particles. Yep. The original Stark, Tony's father, is there, and the Tesseract is there, and also Peggy Carter. There's a lot of ties to this base in the 70s. Yes,
0: and so this is a really great segment of the film where all of those, all of those Captain Americas, going to get a moment where he sees Peggy and what she's like in the 70s when she's in her maybe late 40s, you know, early 50s. Um, <clears throat> you know, Captain or, or Tony Stark's going to meet his father, and, and you know. They have a moment, you know. You, you kind of wonder if, if you know, uh, he just happens to meet this stranger in the basement of the facility. If they're really going to have all of this conversation, yeah. But they get to have their moment, you know, and it, and it doesn't it, and it plays well.
1: All the characters back in time are pretty much getting a pep talk from the most important people to them, yes, especially Thor, yes. which we'll get to.
0: And and they get they get the tesseract, and so they return now. We have overlooked something about Thor that we have not... Do we want to mention this?
1: Yeah. So in five years, they go to New Asgard in the future.
0: Which is in a part... like It looks like it's in Maine or Cape Cod somewhere, yeah. you know?
1: And uh, Valkyrie's running the show, and she makes the comment that only Thor comes down once a month to get supplies, and she points over to all these spent kegs. So when we see Thor, he's shirtless, and now Thor is shirtless in every single movie. There's now a twist. Thor has let himself go. Yep. He's got a dad bod. He's got he's got a beer gut. He's just wearing these kind of sweatpants <laughs> and he's just been hanging out playing Fortnite with his buddies from Ragnarok. And you
0: think that on paper this sounds like this will not work at all. It's a gamble. It's honestly a gamble for what they're doing with Thor here. But for me it worked great. I thought it worked perfectly. Because of Thor's comedic timing, you know, his ability to sell it, his ability to just, you know, um, he had unfulfilled destiny. And so he's given up, you know, he's got
1: nothing to do. No, no kingdom, no people. He's failed and he's he's just gone inward. He's got the long hair again. He's got the beard and he's just playing Fortnite with his buddies.
0: Yes. So anyway, um Back to the back to where we were at with Thor. Thor goes back to the dark world, him and him in uh, Rabbit.
1: <laughs> we now get confirmation that Rocket looks like an Asgardian
0: rabbit. Yes, and um, and he has a moment with his mother. Uh, they, Rene they, Russo coming yeah, back. They just actually happen to land. They arrive on the day where she's going to die. Mm-hmm. and uh, he's tore up about it and he's tore up about his, his life and you know, <clears throat> I'll say this he meets his mother and this is a powerful scene for me because, you know, and it's played comedically yet heartfelt as well too because he tries to play it off like he's not from the future and she says, I'm a witch I see more than with natural eyes and he pauses <laughs> he gives it just enough of a beat yeah and then he's like, yes, I am from the future. And he just spills out and pours his heart out. And he gets this release that he needs. And she affirms him and says, no matter what has happened, you you determine your own destiny. You need to be your own man, not your father, not anybody, else, your own person. And, and
1: maybe you should eat a salad.
0: Yeah, and maybe you should eat a salad. <laughs> Which is great. And so they recover the redstone, whichever one it, when so it is.
1: It is kind of strange. They bring back Natalie Portman. She's in a scene. She was at the premiere. She has no dialogue. No dialogue kind of, whatsoever. She just gets up and walks across the room.
0: So. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, they recover, and he gets his moment, his kind of like his recovery moment. And he gets Mjolnir back. Yes. He steals it from this
1: timeline. Yep. He holds out his hand, and it comes to him. He's still worthy, even with the beer gut.
0: Yes, and that, that's a very cool moment, moment for him. For, <clears throat> let's flash over to our last stones. We still have a couple more. Yeah, so the Power
1: Stone's pretty uneventful. You, you see Peter Quill dancing from a distance from the opening yep. of the original Guardians, and they just knock him out cold and they steal the stone. The only catch here is as they're leaving, um, Nebula links up with the other Nebula, their neural network. Yes. And this is important. I think this is just brilliant screenwriting because this is how Thanos is going to figure out what's going on in the past. Yes. The two Nebulas link up, and he's able to access all the memories. So now he sees what they're doing. He sees he was successful, and he sees his own death. Yep. And he traps Nebula. They they trigger something where she kind of shuts down, and they capture her. Yeah. And they're going to replace
0: her with the past Nebula, who's more evil at this time. Exactly. And um, which is, a, like you said, a great... Great plot point. And then we go to the the death planet where the soul stone is. And Red Skull is the guardian. Red Skull is the guardian. Uh, We visited that in Infinity War. And you know, I mean, it should be obvious when you go there. Well, it's obvious to the audience. It's not obvious to Black Widow or Hawkeye. Yes. Um, It requires a soul for a soul, you know, a soul for a soul stone. They get to the top. It's kind of played comedically where they're just kind of sitting around, trying to figure out what to do. If there's a way to cheat it. Right. But then they come to the realization one of them has to die. And And neither one of them has a family.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's arguments for both ways who should go. Right. They both want to sacrifice themselves. And then it becomes a race to who can sacrifice themselves first.
0: If there's any point in the film where I I question the the motivations just a little bit, or the dialogue, it might have been here. Because... In the course of a quick dialogue, they decide, no, I'm worthy, no, I'm I'm the one going, no, I'm the one going. And then they have this fight scene where you think one's going to jump and kill himself and the other one stops him. They do this like three times until finally what happens? Uh, Hawkeye jumps. Black Widow catches
1: him with one of her grappling hooks. Yeah, She's hanging from his hand and he can't. It's going to tear from his suit. He can't hold on to the the rope and her at the same time without losing one of them and he does realize that they both fall it's for not right so she forces the choice let me go and she's the one yep
0: she's the one that dies a heroic death self-sacrifice and it's permanent death as far as we know as far as we know because this is the the most future this is the timeline where we're you know where we're at so her death is final, which is kind of tough, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Hawkeye's devastated. Hawkeye's lost a real, I mean, he's lost now everybody. Right.
1: That was ever close to him.
0: And so they travel back to the Avengers headquarters, right? And we yep. have all the stones. Nebula has come back as well, but it's not their Nebula. It's Nebula from, what, 12? Yeah. From 12, 13 years earlier, who is still Thanos' child. She is loyal, Mm -hmm. and you know Iron Man builds this builds this hand, the Iron Gauntlet, the Iron Gauntlet to hold it, and they're getting ready to put the stones in. They're talking about who's going to do this, um, who's going to make it happen. And in the meantime, Nebula is plugging in to the time travel machine, and she is bringing Thanos. She's opening a gateway. She's opening a portal, a gateway for Thanos and his minions to come through. Yep, so
1: they decide that Hulk, out of all of them, has the best chance of surviving the snap due to his experience with gamma radiation. And he does. He puts on the gauntlet. You can immediately see it tearing up the
0: left side of his body, and he, he makes the snap. He snaps. And, and they do something really cool here. There's a pause, and he's looking. they're looking around like, did it work? And just about that moment... Hell is rained down on them from Thanos.
1: They know it worked because they see some more birds and stuff outside. And then Hawkeye goes and it's his wife calling. He gets a text from his wife. And then they didn't know that Thanos' ship had come through.
0: And I'm telling you one thing. This is the first of the epic moments that's going to bring us to the third and final act of this movie. Thanos completely craters the Avengers headquarters. The entire headquarters is obliterated. And he lands and the Avengers are all buried underneath. And he um, just sits.
1: I think this is a cool moment. Yes. Thanos just sits on some wreckage, puts his sword, his new sword, on the ground, his helmet on it, and he's just going to wait for them to come to him. Yep.
0: And he and he tells his children, go get the gauntlet for me.
1: Yeah. So the Avengers dig out. Um, three of them take on Thanos for the first time. And it's Captain, it's Iron Man, and Thor.
0: Yes, these three fight him. It's a valiant fight, but he's kicking all their asses. He's kicking, and and, and it's interesting because um, there's a moment where they're getting their butts kicked, and well, let's just say it, right? This is well,
1: so Thanos has Thor on the against some records, yes. and he's pushing Stormbreaker into Thor's chest. It looks bad,
0: like he's about to literally kill Thor. Yep. And then all of a, all of a sudden, you see the hammer start to shake. It's very much an Empire Strikes Back moment from yes. the Wampa cave. The hammer flies through the air. And Not it, to Thor's hand. And it lands into Captain America's hand. And this is the point where you see the, probably the biggest explosion in the crowd. People literally went nuts. This is where people jumped out of their seats. The, 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 poor, the poor guy right beside me, he literally jumped out of his seat screaming at the top of his lungs. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. While on the screen, Thor is saying... I knew it. I knew it. I knew he could do it, you know. And so it now ensues a pretty solid action sequence with Captain America twirling the hammer. He's
1: doing everything with it. He's hitting his shield towards Thanos. He's pounding Thanos in the face with it. It's like he's used this thing before, but he hasn't. He's calling down lightning, and he's still not enough for Thanos. Thanos defeats him and and shatters the shield.
0: Thanos just shreds his shield. They're all three completely whipped. It looks again uh, like all hope is lost. And
1: here's the moment: Cap gets up, covered in dirt, broken. Yep. Tightens a shield onto his arm. What's left of it's like half of the shield left. Shakes it off. Gets ready to fight Thanos, probably for the last time. And then you hear Sam Wilson's voice, Falcon, say, "Cap, are you there?" And then I thought a really cool callback. He says, "On your left," which this was from Civil War.
0: Oh, I missed no, that. no Winter Soldier.
1: I missed that, yeah. Because yeah. when Cap meets him for the first time, Cap keeps slapping him. On your left. On your left. And Sam Wilson says, on your left.
0: Oh, that's a great line, Adam. I totally missed that. Yep.
1: And then all these Doctor Strange portals open up. Dozens. Everywhere.
0: Of dozens. And see, in the meantime, to set the stage, when it looks like all is lost, Thanos brings his whole, all of his army back in. Everything. And it's... It looks dire. I mean, the floating, the flying snake creatures, the whole thing.
1: And then we get every single character coming back. Every character in Marvel you can imagine, minus the TV characters, all come through the portals. And it's not just these characters. It's dozens yeah. of magic students from the Doctor Strange universe that can yep. do these shields. It's Ravager ships. It's spaceships. And then this, the biggest battle you've ever seen in it, a it, comic book movie, kicks off.
0: It, it literally, the, it literally pulls back and it is the most epic thing even greater than i would say lord of the rings the most epic thing i've ever seen on the screen is dozens and dozens and dozens of superheroes and villains and extras and extras colliding <laughs> the army colliding the, the, the whole army colliding together and it's
1: on it looks like the center page from the big issue we have both armies on either side, and Cap finally says, Avengers assemble, which we've not heard yet. They've always kind of teased that saying in these movies. He finally says it and his army charges, and you get about 15 minutes of
0: just mind-melting action. Action everywhere. Every hero has an iconic yeah.
1: moment in this fight.
0: Yep. Yeah. The, um, uh, there's a point where it looks like that Thanos is going to win. Well, before we jump back. Yeah. When I saw this the first time,
1: it's honestly hard to take it all in
0: i uh, yeah, you can. second time
1: was even better because I was looking for certain things, but it's it's literally almost too much visual information <laughs> to even process what's going on this way and that's not a knock. It's just you've never seen anything like
0: this no i I would agree. And it comes to the climactic moment, it still appears like Thanos is going to win. Well, he turns the guns from his ship down on everybody
1: when he's losing, because yes. Scarlet Witch gets a hold of him. We finally see Scarlet Witch in her prime. Whew. She actually kicks Thanos' ass, and she's ripping off his armor and about to finish him. And he orders his capital ship to open fire on everybody, including his own army. Yeah. And then I think this was a really cool moment. All of a sudden, the guns from the capital ship turn up and start shooting at the sky. And you hear someone say something's entered the atmosphere. Not a ship, nothing else but Captain Marvel comes streaking down and just nukes. She Thanos just the nu- ship flies she just, right through it.
0: Yes, nukes his ship, man. Yeah. And it's a pretty great moment. She starts kicking his butt, you know. Yes. And he, she's going to beat him. There's it, a great headbutt.
1: Yes. Thanos tries to headbutt her, and just nothing. She's just looking at him. It's another crowd moment. And
0: and it really, you know, it's obvious she's gonna she's gonna beat him. She, I mean, she's more powerful. And he pulls the power stone out of the gauntlet. Now he has the gauntlet in his hand at this point, right? I mean, he's about to snap. She's keeping him from snapping. She's holding the
1: gauntlet open.
0: Yes, she's holding it open. He takes the power. He takes the power stone out, and sends her to orbit. I mean, punches her into the atmosphere. Punches her into the atmosphere, and (laughs) it's just again one of those incredible epic moments. Yeah. And that brings us to the beginning of the end of the film. Yep. This is the final sacrifice because
1: if you remember from Infinity War there's only one successful outcome out of 14 million or so and Tony Stark and Doctor Strange make eye contact and Doctor Strange again kind of has one finger held up so there's only one way we win
0: and Tony realizes, realizes at this it. point what has to yeah. happen so here comes uh, the big sacrifice I'm getting torn up just thinking about it
1: <laughs> so here comes the big sacrifice Iron Man goes in alone against Thanos fights him, doesn't have much of a chance and he just, he's holding the gauntlet and he gets his ass kicked. And when Thanos goes to snap, all the infinity stones are gone. What Tony has done is stolen all the stones out of the gauntlet and they
0: reform onto his own hand. And, and he, you know, Thanos has a great line I am inevitable. And you, you, they pan over to Iron Man and he says, I'm Iron Man. And he snaps. And literally. Thanos and all of his army gets dusted, gets dusted. They're turned to dust and Iron Man dies. I mean, let's just say it the way it is. You know, he the the, using the gauntlet was too much for him and it kills him. Yep. And there's a great moment with with Spider-Man and then uh, uh, um, Pepper and then Pepper Potts comes down. There's a great moment with him. But the reality of it is, is that his body could not withstand the snapping.
1: Yeah, you know it's coming. The suit even reports that his life signs are critical. He doesn't get much of a goodbye either. It's he's going pretty quick, and then you see the arc reactor go
0: out, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> and then we go to his funeral. Yep. And then there's a really cool scene. This is where the movie is going to ease into a
1: just, multiple ending. Yeah,
0: multiple ending. We're going to see the just like we saw the initial, just how this this movie. It began at a graceful, smooth pace, showing you the effects of the snap. This movie ends the exact same way, the sa- exact same kind of pace. Uh, Tony Stark's funeral and a slow pan through all the crowd. And it's a cool it, dolly shot. Yeah.
1: They they go over every person. So every movie you kind of see it gathered together as a group. You see all the guardians together. Yep. You see the Ant-Man crew together where it's where it's uh, Scott yes. Yes. and Hope and both parents now. Yeah. Um, Michelle Fiverr's back, too, as Hope's mom, Yeah, Dr. Pym. And then there's a weird kid standing there we didn't recognize, and Marvel's now clarified. It's actually the kid from Iron Man 3, grown up. It's the real same actor. There's just a little nod in there to show that Tony Stark has kept in contact with this kid, like yeah. he promised. They had a relationship yeah. we don't really know about, but they had a relationship.
0: And how how much of a fitting end for this series of films? It all begins with Iron Man... And his journey to become Iron Man, and it ends with him saying, I'm Iron Man and killing Thanos. To me, it's the perfect, you know, the perfect way to bring this to an end, to bring this to a conclusion. Um, But we're not done. Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch have a moment together. Yeah, and full disclosure here, I, I did tear up during this moment. This oh, is
1: really emotional, and there's even is. a heartbreaking scene between Favreau, who plays Happy Hogan. That's the point where I shed real tears. Yes, and Tony's da- daughter, Morgan. And, yeah, I I was full-on teared up at this moment.
0: Oh, it was so such a heart, heart-rending scene, but a well-deserved scene and a great payoff for the film. And then we move on. Um, like I said, Scarlet Witch and... And Hawkeye have to deal with the fact that people that they love are permanently dead. And that would be Black Widow and Vision. Yeah. And then where does it go from there? It goes It is, goes
1: to probably the setup for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. We yeah. now see the Guardians crew gathered. Quill is looking for Gamora. Because yes. yeah. the Gamora, we didn't touch on this. Gamora from the past has come through. We now have a new Gamora. Right. Nebula brought her to the good side and reala- made her realize that Thanos was going to kill her. Yep. And kill everybody. But this Gamora doesn't know Quill. There's a funny scene where he tries to hug and kiss her, and she kicks him in the groin. Yeah.
0: Because she doesn't
1: know him at all, and Nebula's still saying, you know, that's your love interest, and it was him or the tree. Yes. So this Gamora has now gone missing. So this is the setup for Guardians. I imagine they're going to go looking for her. And we get a new crew member. A new crew member. Thor is on board, and not making it easy for Quill
0: by maybe challenging him for Captain. Well, yeah, he's he begins by proclaiming they are the Asgardians of the galaxy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is classic. So definitely, definitely it's almost obvious Guardians 3 is going to begin with the search for Nebula. Gamora. I mean, Gamora, excuse me, and Thor now a part of the crew. Yes. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. And we see the
1: other characters back in their lives. We see yep. Peter Parker seeing his friend at school. Now, this is kind of throwing me for a loop because they're telling us the final film for phase three will be Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. And it's after this movie. Yes. But that five-year jump, why is his friend still in school? Like, why are they still in high school? I i just don't get...
0: That was a little bit perplexing about... To
1: see. maybe they, they suspended all school or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was the only thing that We'll was have per- to figure out
1: why he's still in high yeah. school.
0: And so uh, we see Captain America. He's going to return all the stones. So he's the one that takes all six. They zap him and Mulner. And Mulner takes the... Mulner, and they zap him, and you know, ha- and and Hulk tells us, uh, Banner tells us he'll be back in five seconds. They count down. No Captain America. Yep, he's gone. He, he flew actually by went, it, flew. He flew by our timeline. They said, and yeah, what, yeah. what
1: he's done is he's had his happy ending. He's gone back yes. to maybe the 40s or 50s. They show a scene. With the older music style and the cars, yeah, he's having that dance with Peggy. Yes, Cutler. oh, great scene! So he's chosen to live his life. He's done enough.
0: Yeah, and he he
1: does return at the end, but he's an old man now. He's lived his whole life from when he normally Cap has been frozen, and now he's revealing himself as an old man. Now that Cap is gone, so Cap is not dead, but we're gonna have to mark him as retired. Yes, he's absolutely. now a man in his nineties. Yeah, look like he looks like Clint Eastwood.
0: Yeah, he does. I mean, it's it's crazy. And so Endgame has come to an end three hours later and an hour-long podcast here. <laughs> Any hands off the shield? We should talk about that moment. Yeah, go ahead. It's a little
1: bit of a surprise because it's Bucky and Sam Falcon that see the old man, Captain America. Bucky tells Sam to go ahead, go forward. Yeah. And what Cap is doing is he's handing his shield off to Sam. Now, Sam Wilson has been Captain America in the comics before, but a lot of fans also know so has Bucky. And before he even takes the shield, Sam kind of looks back at Bucky like, isn't this yours? Shouldn't this be you? And yeah. Bucky nods at him and says, no, man, you should go for it. So Sam is our new Cap, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a lot of reasons. I've seen people already debating this online. I think my reading of the film and their friendship is that I don't think Captain necessarily want to put this burden on Bucky because of what he's been through. He's right. been through a similar journey to Cap, where he was also frozen. Yeah. And hasn't had a life.
0: Yep, absolutely. And so the movie comes to an end, and standing ovation, folks cheering, clapping, and literally no real in post credits at all. Nothing, you know. There's
1: clanging metal, clang, clang, clang. There's four or five clangs. Now Disney has come out this weekend and confirmed. All that is is actually the real sounds from the first Iron Man. They were just calling back to where this all started.
0: Yeah, when he's in the cave or when he's building the very the first I. Yeah, the very first suit. Um, and if you go to YouTube and listen to that clanging sound, it's the exact same thing yep. you hear. It's just so. a
1: call back to where the MCU started.
0: So, uh, we're done with this this saga, this this part, this run of the comics is over. You know, and we're gonna you know we're gonna get Peter Parker, and we're gonna get Spider Man, and you know, I know they say technically it ends with him, but I think they're going to use him as a bridge to move into the next phase of films, you know, because, you know, we're getting a Doctor Strange 2, you know, we're getting a Guardians 3, um, Black Panther 2, Black Panther 2. they are even getting
1: a Black Widow movie, which is just going to be an origin story as far as I know. Yeah, as
0: far as I, that's all it can be. Um, but hats off to Marvel, and, 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 and uh, Kevin Feige, who kind of runs this, just hats off to you, man. You guys did it right. The Russo brothers gave us a fitting ending. It's a great film. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have. We should say right here, with Disney Plus coming, we're
1: getting some live-action Marvel shows, and the people they chose now make more sense. Yes. Because there's going to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Yep. And that definitely makes more sense after the ending of this movie. We're also getting a Loki show. Now, yes. Loki's an unknown. He died in an Infinity War, <laughs> but I think he's going to come back because now we have this branching path, Loki, that's on a different journey.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he crosses—I wouldn't be surprised if he crosses Thor's path again at some point, even in the TV show. Who knows? You know? He even
1: could have been at the funeral as a shapeshifter. Uh, who knows? Who <laughs> the knows? Loki the
0: trickster. So anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for our podcast. Um, let us know what you think as well. Do you ad- agree, disagree? Uh, did you love it as much as us? Um, did we miss something uh, that we should have talked about? I think we did a pretty thorough spoiler cast going through the whole movie uh, beat by beat. Um, how can folks find us on the social media, Adam?
1: Yeah, we're on Facebook. If you just go to Facebook.com backslash The Film Coterie, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. We have the same handle on both. It is just at Film Coterie, so you can find us online.
0: All right. That's going to wrap it up for our spoiler cast edition of The Film Coterie. <laughs>